0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is
1: apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. How to get 30 30, bit get 30, bit get 20 20, 20, bit get 20 20, get, 20, 20 get 15 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
2: New activation and upfront payment for three month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. mobile.com for full terms.
0: Jonathan Pierce. Eric Kendler
2: has jumped in and scissor Kung Fu
3: kick a
0: fan. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And friends. <laughs> <laughs> JP. The mad of genius. And T. Good to meet you, love the football friendly.
2: Hello everybody, thanks for joining us at uh, JP and T, the football friendly, episode 4, series 1 of 863 series to come, so enjoy every <laughs> for the rest of your life. Uh, how are you doing, Sal? I'm good,
3: baby. Good, baby. It was good because we were together over the, uh, the last few days. We were at Talk Sport, weren't we? Which was nice.
2: Yeah, they did Talk a great sport. plug for us. They did a great plug, then. Yeah. Uh, you, you look very good in there. You look professional, whereas I look like some grizzly old bear. But no, you
3: didn't. Go. You look wonderful. You're wonderful. And then I went to uh, I did a gig in Colchester, and uh, and that was me. But I know more excitingly, because I watched the game. You were uh, you were obviously at
2: um, Brentford, weren't you? One wonderful atmosphere. Appalling Manchester United. Probably the worst Manchester United. 45 minutes I've ever seen from them uh, defensively all over the place and uh, yeah. really shocking times for them from where that club used to be and right from the very top all the way down through um, they've, they've got trouble and the manager's seemed lack, lacking in the animation on the touchline and I've got concerns for them I saw De Gea uh,
3: on Match of the Day talking to you and you said to, in your comments to him you're very brave to come out here so uh, did you go and collar him or something no he wanted to
2: come out Uh, uh, Ah. I think we'd asked for Harry Maguire Um, we didn't think we were going to get David De Gea because he'd made two howlers I know Sky had asked for Christian Eriksen and David De Gea asked the Manchester United press people if he could go out and do it face the media face the music and he did and he did so many interviews not just for uh, BBC and Sky but for the radio for all the foreign broadcasters who were there and he answered them all very very truthfully and really you know it's great credit to him that he did that he faced up he faced up to the nightmare that he just had and well done to David De Gea went up in my estimation I can tell you
3: yeah I thought it was brilliant and and I thought the way you handled it if I dare say was fantastic as well so all good all round
2: I'll tell you someone who will have a um, will have a great View on Manchester United because he was yeah. very animated on the touchline, and and as a player as well at Bristol Rovers and uh, wherever he went, he was at Hong Kong for a while, Newport <laughs> where he comes from, and uh, and. Allness. Bournemouth, Hong Kong's best place for him to be fair and uh, then he managed at Bournemouth and Gillingham and Portsmouth and Stoke City, took to the cup final course into Europe and was brave enough to go to Bristol City, love of my life even though he's Bristol Rovers man, that's Tony Pulis, Tony hey, Pulis, is my guest Tony today for
1: you alright Tony? Yeah very good John
2: We'll ask you about Manchester United, who have you got with you Bobby today? me? Are you talking no, to me? No, 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 sorry. Who have you got, Cherry? Who have you got, Cherry? No! You see, that's not how it works.
0: Well, <laughs> this is to... very confusing. It is, yeah. It's, you don't know who you're talking to now. You haven't said my name. Only my first name. Oh. I could be anyone. I could be Bobby Ewing. I could be Bobby... Not, no, I couldn't be Bobby Moore. Oh, Bobby someone. Who's a famous Bobby? Bobby Charlton. There you
3: go. Oh, you go with you, Cherry. I've got another famous Bobby. I've got Bobby Daver. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey tell boy, how are you?
3: Oh good, Bobby Craig, for joining us on this wonderful oh, podcast a bit of And Tony a Pulis.
0: Yeah, Tony Pier Peerless. Pulis. I can't even speak this one. Tony, <laughs> Tony Pulis, Pulis. <laughs> I don't normally get up till three. Tony Pulis. Um hello Tony. Bobby, how are you, mate? I think we've met before. Um did we go over to Portugal with Bobby Robson? That's famous, Bobby, as well. Did uh, you go over there? No. I've never oh, well, met you before. Fair enough, then. <laughs> <laughs> How many clubs have you been a, a manager of?
1: Um, I think it's 11 or 12. I've done two twice.
0: Yeah, that's stoked, so was I'm a it? sucker.
1: Sucker for punishment.
0: S- yes, yeah, a sucker player.
2: In all that time, you've never been stitched up by a chairman or a director of football. In all that time... <laughs>
0: Never ever. He's created a
2: line all the way through. That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, I well, wouldn't mind Tony, talking a bit about it. Tony pure <laughs> has had more, more clubs than Tiger Woods. So <laughs> I did look you up because I didn't know much about your career, <laughs> and you're I'll quite prolific on the old um, Google.
2: I, went, I, I, I used to be on the Barclays committee to play pick the player of the month, the manager of the month. We went. We were taken out to. Uh, Portugal on a trip, you know, and I went out um, with on um, the old chairman of Newcastle. What was his name? John, Sir John Hall, and they went up the river for a port tasting at one of the old famous port houses, Graham's mm. Port House. And we went for this port tasting. There was about twenty of us, and I was with a lad called Dave Smith, who used to be a journalist. And everyone else underneath the tables were these were these trays with sawdust in them. Everyone else was having a little sip of port and spitting it out into these trays of sawdust. And we didn't know that we didn't know the routine. We were two country boys, no idea what we we're supposed to be doing. So we we're glad. Down shot after shot after shot after shot of, of port, and then Sir John Hall was disgusted when I had to be carried back onto the boat on the way home. <laughs> and he frowned on me, for the yeah. Nothing's changed. <laughs> no, I don't. I'll, 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 I'll talk about a session in your manager's office that you led me into once upon a time. <laughs> what, do think, what, what do you think of Man United, Tom?
1: No, I think it's it's history repeating itself in in lots of respects. You know, we're old enough. You know, I'm looking at the age of this um, podcast. We're old enough to to remember Matt Busby leaving Man United um, and setting such great standards, then winning the uh, European Cup in '68, and then there 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 was a decline after Sir Matt left, and they went through five or six managers, got relegated. You know, people are saying this is the worst period in their history it's this that and the other people forget that what was it 75 76 they got relegated to what is now the championship Tommy Doherty got him promoted and, and got a match in again and to a level um, you know that was a little well you could say it was acceptable and it wasn't until Sir Alex came in um, that the club really really got got it sacked together and that took five years so you know you've you've, you've got to look back at what happened then and compare it to now and Yeah, they're having some bad time, or they're having a bad time, and they've had it for about five or six years now since Sir Alex has left. Um, But it's just history repeating itself, John.
3: And uh, just just as a South End fan, I just would like to interject here. There's no rhyme or reason why they should be uh, back as the kings of of football, to be fair. You know, I see what you're saying, Tony, and uh, they are a massive club. But, you know, as a lower league fan, uh, I'd like to say the words tough shit.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, you know, you know I've, like... I, I, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been lucky. I've been lucky to to manage in all the leagues, um, and actually, even more fortunate to get promoted out of every league. Manchester United is a fabulous club. It's, it's one of the greatest clubs in the world, and there's no getting away from that. I think what has happened since Sir Alex has left is that they've just stumbled from manager to manager to manager. I mm. think the, the the you know the chief executives. Uh, also left when Sir Alex left and there's a new one came in and I think the management from that point onwards has been disastrous and the biggest disaster has been their recruitment policy I think you know you were at Brentford on on Saturday you have a look what Brentford have done what Brighton have done clubs of that ilk who are not um, as big as Manchester United but their recruitment has been absolutely fabulous you know the, the, the way they've built their football club the way they've run their football club you know, it's something to be all for everybody in football. And that includes Manchester United because they've just, like I say, they've just stumbled and stumbled and stumbled into what is now, you know, a massive mess. One, one thing is, I do know Richard Arnold, the new chief executive, and he's a good lad. And I mean, he's a good lad. And I I just hope they give, uh, they give the people the opportunity and the chance now to right what has been a lot of wrongs over the past five or six years.
2: He looked in the stand when the cameras cut to him like a man that was so shocked. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror when you last bought me a drink and it was that same sort of look.
1: Seriously, <laughs> yeah, so I've never bought you a drink. You've always obnobbed into my room after games. So the clubs I was managing, you were having freebies off them.
2: Always invited by the very kind and generous <laughs> and able manager, I would say. Um, Bob, uh, Bob, you're a Spurs fan, aren't you?
0: I am a Spurs man I was just listening to you I did. I looked at the highlights they were truly awful if he, I have to be honest with you I feel as though I feel a bit sorry for Ronaldo because maybe he's past his best but you know he's one of the greatest players in the world and um, he, he can't be having a happy time there coming to a club that's at the bottom of the thing if they get much lower they'll fall out the newspaper so <laughs> it, it's sad to see a great team like that I reckon they'll come back they always seem to do well they all start, they've start. started badly for the last few seasons haven't they but they'll come good again they're too they're too they're, they will come good again it's, you know i reckon
2: there's no excuse though for lack of effort is there? whatever you're doing i mean if you're, you you go up on stage you two boys go up on stage in a comedy store wherever you're doing whatever huge arena on, on the cruise ships whatever you're up on stage trying to make people laugh you don't work at it you're not going to get laughs you're going to fail and i saw a United players who didn't work
0: well yeah maybe they get to is it because they've got older the older players they're a little bit like i will tell you what they're a little bit like they're a little bit like Boris Johnson really because they both sat at the bottom of the premier and um see look this is topical stuff they're like two, 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 two. anyway um so allows the impression of Boris johnson <laughs> um they have to work and they they must there's, there's a certain arrogance i find um with people they, they think that you know they're footballers and they can—they earn so much money now that maybe they think they're such a successful club um, that have a fantastic reputation like United have. And then they get a little bit—what's um, uh, the word for it? Blase? blase. Yeah. Blase. blase. That, that question yeah. that always comes up and is always
3: said. So why we have Tony Pulis here? How do you deal with that, Tony? When someone you see him
1: getting a little bit like— Well, I, I, when I watch the team. Um, come on the pitch on, so I watched the game and, and they come on the pitch On Saturday It there's, there's, there was five players Who were very Very technic, technical Gifted players mm. But I'm not so sure They've got the Character Or the spirit When things are not Going with them and not going for them To actually be able To dig in And grind a result out And I think If you, if you look At the players uh, That are in the team There's a lot of Very very good Individual players But they've not managed To put a team out where you can actually say like liverpool um, you know man city even tottenham now with, with conte there you know they look a team mm. manchester united have not looked a team they've like, they've looked a group of individual players yeah, i totally agree with that and, what happened and they're, when they're not good enough, bob, sorry bob they're, they're not no, they're on. not good enough they're not good enough to aspire to you know their reputation Unless, unless that group of players become a team and, and they're miles away from that at the moment. Do you think that had anything to do with, was it Solskjaer taking over from when Sir Alex went? Do you think that that, uh, I thought that that might have been a good move. He came, he came a bit skiddle. later. Yeah, I, 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 I just think, I, Bobby, I think you go right back to when Sir Alex left. Like I say, if you look back at history and I, I have a look at the problems the club um, encountered when Sir Matt left, You know, Wilf McGuinness took over, Ron Atkinson had a go, Dave Saxton had a go, Uh, Tommy Doherty had a go. You can go through the managers, you can go through six or seven managers who had a go before they actually got Sir Alex in, and then it took him five years, Bob, Mm. to win a trophy. Now you're never going to get that now, but it took him five years to sort the club out.
0: I'll take it back, they don't, Manchester, they're not like Boris Johnson, they're more like Prince Andrew. (laughs) When they got they got in the shit when when Fergie left. (laughs) 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 I saw that one. It's not like me to be. It's not like me to be funny at ten thirty in the morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fergie would have sort of you had you had your ways, didn't you? I remember you telling you uh, telling me a story when you were at Stoke and your players were getting a little bit ahead of themselves and you were going over the Pennines, I think, and. you just stopped the coach and you and got them out and trained them in a field somewhere up on top of the moors. Do you remember that? No,
1: that, that, was, uh, that was at Gillingham. The, Gillingham. Uh, yeah, we went to, Bob, we went to, I think we were playing Wigan or something like that. And we drove up from Gillingham and we'd, uh, we'd planned to do our training up there. We tried, uh, left early Friday morning. Of course, we got caught in traffic everywhere. And uh, it was midwinter. So it was getting dark about 3.30, 4 o'clock. And there was no way we were going to get to the training ground we'd booked in time to do any work. So we stopped off on a little country lane. I seen a little gate. I said to the, the driver, if you find a gate, just stop at the gate, stop the bus and stop. You know, so we'll get out. We'll give them a, just a little run, just get some fresh air, get some um, you know energy and, and some movement in their legs and all. Anyway, you jump over this gate and there's nothing. You, know, you can't add You couldn't see more than 30 yards anyway because it was getting dark and it was absolutely tipping down with rain there was puddles everywhere and we had a great spirit at uh, at Priestfield at that time you know it, we had a tremendous group of lads and, it was and just we put a field? Some, yeah just to feel we put some cones out we run them for about 10 minutes and they were they were so engrossed in the spirit and commitment that you, you try and get in teams that they started diving through the puddles and and by the time they'd finished they were black. They were they were, they were were absolute mud everywhere. And the bus driver refused to take them on the bus to the hotel. So we had to stand up. No one could sit in the seats. We went to the hotel. The hotel wouldn't let us go through the front reception. We had to go around the back. They got out, showered and everything else. But the point was, whatever you did with them, and whatever you didn't do with them, when it came to it, they were a team, Bob. And everybody, everybody did what was necessary to...
0: It, I you just know,
1: got to win to ask, football
0: matches I've got to ask one question how many goals did the cones score <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be sheep you know like we, got, know. we, we <laughs> couldn't get the balls out Bob <laughs>
2: Les Strong the old Fulham flag, brilliant old flag, Fulham you either, couldn't man. get
0: the balls out oh no there's a double meaning for that isn't there I see what you mean now Let, you've been a Welshman, you a Welshman. <laughs> did you ever meet Billy Wright I'm um, Tony Met him once. All right. Uh, my girlfriend, or future ex-girlfriend, um, that I'm, <laughs> I've, I've been on and off. I've, and she's always, she loves sport. Her father was Billy Wright. And uh, won that wonderful football at the first place. Yes. Um, 100 caps, wasn't it, in the world, I think it was. Yeah. And um, that was her. And, I, I, and she she's doing a big promo thing down at, um, at uh, Wolverhampton at Molineux. And she do like a, she she did a, a story, a life story. I thought I'll give her a plug because her whole life she, she actually accused me of loving football more than I loved her. And we we've been together what 14
1: seasons. And um... <laughs> <laughs> a little story on Billy, right? I've met Billy and obviously such a famous and wonderful English player. And I couldn't, and he played centre half. I couldn't believe how small he was. Yes. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe, you know, someone that small could make so many appearances for, for England playing centre-half. It, it was yeah, just 105 amazing. caps. He got yeah, 105
0: yeah. caps for England and, and 107 for Sabutio. He was very <laughs> small. And I, on the Euros, um, Vicky's got a, had a, one of his shirts, number five, and in the Euros, I actually said I'd like to wear his shirt. And I went to put it on, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not the, you know Matt the Sissier, You know, I'm not, you know... It's, it, he was a big lamb with a big bone but I I thought <laughs> I'd fit into it quite easily but I, it was as tight as anything and uh, he was small never realised how small he was but he could jump high for a small man
2: yeah, Games changed Tony when you started off as a player lots of players I mean they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't live now because they're not tall enough it's, it's more it's a game now Yeah it's
1: it's amazing now obviously the game's changed John I, I think uh, for the good in in, in lots of ways you know there are stuff, that, or there is stuff going on that you know it it, it not embarrasses me, but it's it's what's the name it's not my it's not my life, it's not my world, and I'm quite happy to be out of it. But the uh, you know the the way the players now, in respect, look after themselves is just absolutely fantastic. Fitness yeah. levels, you know the, the the pitches that they play on, um, you know the the, the <laughs> stadiums, every everything Bob has just gone through, especially at Premier League level, and to be honest. I watch football from at all levels, and even the lower leagues. You have a look at the grounds compared. You know, I was, again, fortunate to to manage at most of these old grounds, and you see the new stadiums, Bob. Whether it's fourth or sorry, third division through to the, the Premiership, the stadiums and the facilities are just absolutely first class. And just yeah. a, just a, just a quick story on. We went to uh, Bolton. Who was the great centre forward at Bolton years ago?
2: Not no, no, Nat Lofthouse. Nat Lofthouse. Nat,
1: Nat, Nat Lofthaus, The What was it? The Lion of Vienna. Oh, Nat Lofthouse. Yeah, Lion of Vienna. So anyway, me and Kempby, David Kemp, Bob was my assistant. So yeah. me and Kempy go up to, we're, we're playing Bolton in the premiership. So they play on a, a Wednesday. We played on the Tuesday. They play on a Wednesday. So we drive up to watch them. So we get out in the car park, and Nat gets out of his car and walks across and says hello. And and we shake hands, you know, absolute legends. So just an unbelievable meeting meeting the fella and shaking his hands, a good, quick chat with him. And as he walks off, I turn to Kempy and I go, "Kempy, look how small he is. That's the lion of Vienna." And he turned oh. to me and he said, "Tom, he's shrunk in the wash."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Alan Ball. You mentioned- <laughs> I think that's small, Alan Alan well, I played. <laughs> I, I played with Ballie. Uh, Borley was a great character. He was an absolutely fantastic, fantastic person. Yeah, and, he was um, very, quite small. Yeah, but, but he had I, a high voice. Two he touch. had a high voice to compensate. <laughs> two two <laughs> touch, John. He was, he was the best two touch player I'd ever seen in my life. Honestly.
2: I'll tell you a little story about him. 1992 European Championships, England had gone out, you remember? Uh, Graham Taylor was the manager. It was a horrible. Horrible campaign really for them and it all gone wrong and I was there uh, working with the radio Bobby Moore which is his last tournament actually Bob and we went to the team hotel the day after they'd been knocked out And uh, as it was like a castle thing and a long drive walking up to it and we were walking along this drive and he came hurtling out of the castle towards us and he was he was in tears and um, Of course he, Bobby was his big mate and he stopped yeah. him and we started talking to him and, and Bob's gone What's the matter? What's the matter? And he said half of them don't care. He said, "Half of them don't care. They've been knocked out, and half of them don't care." Oh. And uh, it, it's it's so hurt him all those years on, you know. And um, it's, it it was it was a bad tournament from England's point of view, but not not to care, not to care. What
0: round? I mean, what round did they go out? They went yeah, out they, in the group. Oh yeah, that's right. They got back. I think they got back before their postcards, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. <In> that tournament. <laughs> yeah, that was a dreadful. I remember that. You, yeah,
2: it's uh, but this lack of effort thing, you know, whatever your. Profession is you could. I mean, you. turn when you started off, Bill Dodgin, managers like that, Bristol Rovers, big word for. Well, Bristol I, Rovers, I, I, I think I the biggest.
1: I think the biggest difference, you know, that we're, we're similar. We're similar ages here. That the biggest difference is that we had mentors, and mentors looked after us, John and Bill dodging was one of them. Bobby Campbell, you know, we had we had lots and lots of people there. You know, Gordon was was absolutely fantastic. Gordon if you Bennett. stepped out, you you if you stepped out the line. They they would jump on you, John, and they they would make sure that you understood and recognised how lucky you were to be in the profession we were in. Is it your greatest regret in life that you didn't meet in you for the you <laughs> didn't sign for the real you didn't sign for the real Bristol Club. You signed for the Well, I actually managed them and and I had oh. to leave because a bigger club came in for me. So um you were very popular as I manager left. of
2: Bristol City. You were very, very popular.
1: <laughs> well, can I no, tell you, it was, you don't... It, was an, it was an absolute Bob. I went from Bristol City. Listen, I'd been at Bristol Rovers for, for a long time. Oh. And well, Bristol I've got City. To Dave, you. Dave Burnside and um oh John Laycock, uh, Steve Lansdowne. Anyway, I became I became manager there. We played Blackpool the first game and won five one. And I got booed off the pitch. I got absolutely slaughtered. honestly, Bob. It was it was good fun. Um, I have to say, because we haven't talked about the great Tottenham
0: Hotspur, um, and their stadium, of course, they got a new stadium. The only trouble is they made a mistake. <laughs> the seats face the pitch. But we're actually in the top four now, so I'm absolutely delighted. And I watched the game yesterday, and we were dreadful. And uh, Chelsea were great. But how we managed to get a point out of it, I do not know. And that hair
1: pulling business—that wasn't nice. Romero should no, be that set was on. terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, you got VAR doing that as well. And now VAR don't pick that up. I just don't know. I, I think I think I some up. of the decisions VAR make, having seen the video, you know, you can, you can give referees and, and people a little bit of grace when they're making the decisions off the spot, and not what they're seeing. But then when it goes back to TV, and you can actually see what's happened on TV and um, repeated and repeated and repeated. Some of the decisions are still just absolutely amazing. Is it yeah. getting any Surely. better for you? Is it getting any better, Tone? <laughs> so I think it's better than what it was when it first started, John. I think there's a little bit more clarity in certain things. Um, and you, you're always going to, you know, referees are always going to make mistakes and it looks as though are always going to make mistakes. But it's part of the game now. It's part, you know, that whether we like it or not, it's going to be there. Um, so we have not? to get on with it. My
3: question on VAR is this, Tony: um, FA Cup. If you're playing at South End at Rootsall, then there's no VAR. But if you're playing yeah. if you're playing at Premier League ground, then there's VAR. So, should there be no VAR at all? In my opinion, I, I don't know why. In one game there is, and there isn't in the other.
1: No, you've got you know you've got a fair point in that respect. But I, I, I think the the no disrespect to South End. But when you when you're <laughs> looking at Man City and, and the Tottenhams and. You know all all the big clubs and the enormous amount of money there is now at the top end of the the, the football uh, pyramid. You know there there has to be there has to be I think some accountability with some of the decisions that referees were making, and it does change the course of a season. It does change the course of um, you know people's careers and clubs. You know, no, futures. I, t-
3: I totally get that, but what I'm saying when it comes to the FA Cup, you know, when it, when the FA Cup, if you're playing uh, I don't know. Say, so if you're playing a lower league ground, there's no VAR in the game. If you play an FA Cup match at a, pre- a Premier League ground, then they use yeah. the VAR. So I'm saying, it should, should be no VAR in the FA Cup. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, I've got
1: you. One yeah. more for, yeah. one, one,
2: one more yeah, for exactly, everyone else in one competition.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You sort of, yeah. 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 yeah, I've got that.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms.
0: jp the football friendly.
2: Arsene Wenger, when he came into to Arsenal, changed a lot about the uh, the game. And a very, very big fan of Arsene Wenger uh, <laughs> is with us today. Probably his number one fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. And
0: um, who might that be?
2: The the Tuchel Conte thing, the Tukul Conte thing at Stamford Bridge. If Tony had ever been quick enough to catch Arsene Wenger, I think we might have seen seen a little bit of that as well. Because you loved him, didn't you? You Loved him to bits.
1: Uh, we, had, we, had, we, had, we had we had a smashing relationship, John. And actually, we were we. Um, we did some work together, uh, was it the last year or whatever, and, and we got on famously. It was just that we were two very competitive people, one who had, you know, one of the best clubs in the world and the other one who was working with one of the best Arsenal. clubs in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I was a good fan of yours as well, you
1: know.
0: Uh, I can't even do it. i forgot most of the impressions I've done. I mean, I used to do Gazza. Quite and that's about as good as it's now it is now. All my impressions have gone a bit wonky that I don't tend to do. I've been trying to do um Harry Harry Kane. And yeah it's been a bit like that, here. it's has like got this uh well, I tell you what I can do. <laughs> oh, oh, I can do Harry Reddack oh, all right, Harry, look at this mate, all right, trip it, gonna go home in a minute, gotta get the eyes short right. <laughs> look at this watch, look, look at this watch, got big hand, a little hand and it the backhand. Oh, <laughs>
2: He gave you, he gave you uh, your opportunity, Tone, Didn't he managing?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. No, man. I, I go on well nice with man. H. He's he's what's his name? He's a fantastic character. A Great football yeah. man. He, he actually produced one of the great Tottenham teams. I <laughs> he think did. since sixty sixty one when they did the double. If you have a look from that period all the way through, most probably Harry people will argue Pochino when he got his team together, but I still think Harry's team was better than that team. What's your mm.
2: favourite Harry story, Tone?
1: Blimey. Uh, I'm just trying to think of one I can tell over there. <laughs> <laughs> Could tell any I was
0: actually with him that week when he got, he thought he was going to get the England job, didn't he, Tony? Yeah. And, um, yeah. He went, he, yeah. I got him some tickets to see a pantomime I was doing at Easter um, at, uh, in Bournemouth. And he phoned me up and said, would you come and get us tickets for the grandchildren? I said, yeah, pleasure. And then afterwards, we went with Mervyn Wilson, This friend, you probably know Mervyn, he had the Betty shops, didn't he? They're yeah. great friends. And we yes. went down to Paul, because he lived out in Sandbanks. And we went down to Paul, and it was the week that they were going to make the decision. And I think, you know, I'm not speaking out of turn, because Harry's such a nice man, and he's a friend of mine, so I'm not speaking, I wouldn't want to say anything that's controversial. About him. But he, it, I said to him, like, are you going to get the England job? But he couldn't say yes for sure. But I think he thought he was going to get it. And he didn't sign the contract with um, Daniel Levy. And of course, um, he couldn't go back to Spurs, and he didn't get the England job. Uh, so he uh, he lost out on two jobs that week, you know. And I think that must have upset him greatly. I th-
1: I think I think he would have been ideal. He would have been be a honest. brilliant. Manager. Yeah, because he's got such personality. All the play you uh, speak to all the players who played under Harry, um, and I was fortunate to play under him. He, he just had a great way with people. Um, and I mean, it, it, you know, people talk about Harry gambling, being a bit of a you know. Jack the lad and this that and the other but as a football man he's he's a fantastic football man I, I was lucky enough to to play under him coach under him and then obviously got the job when when H went off to, to West Ham so I know him inside out in that respect on the football side and he's very, very honestly very very knowledgeable he was a tremendous coach obviously uh, worked at the the West Ham Academy with great people there and um, and yeah I, like I say I've got a lot of time for, like I say I don't know I'm not, I've never been a great gambler so you know I don't know what that addiction's like but H loves a punt and I think he's got horses all over the place and everything else but yeah, you take that horse, you, ta- yeah. you take all that away and underneath you know he is, he is a, a, a very very knowledgeable football man
0: and he's a nice
1: man, which is wonderful. I like meet nice people. He
2: knows football. He knows footballers, doesn't he? He, know, he can see a footballer right from the start. He can see a footballer that's going to... I'll tell you
1: what he did, John. I'll tell you what he did and what he could do. And and there's an art in it. He can put a team together. He, he could he put won- a team together with, that was balanced um, and well-directed. And, well, you know, you, you speak to Merson, you speak to all the people who are a little bit um, flighty in their in their playing careers... And he dealt with them, uh, you know, man on man. He, 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 you know, he'd be able to get the best out of them. Never mind what they were up to, what they weren't up to. John, he, he was, he was absolutely fantastic at getting the best out of people.
3: Who was the uh, manager just before Harry at Tottenham? Who was what was his name? Came in quite an arrogant. I can't remember his bloody name.
1: What well, foreign hey, manager? Christian yeah. Gross.
3: Yeah, it was Christian Gross. Was it? Yeah. So, so my yeah. good friend and next door neighbour at the time was Paul Terry who had uh, gone through a bit of a ropey time and Gross put him playing with the kids and Paul being the pro that he is went okay fine no problem which is must be terrible for a f- pro to have that happen to them especially when they're a really decent person as well but the point being is when Harry came in the first thing he did is he, he got all the pros together and he went straight up to Paul and said look you know I can see, I can see what's going on here and maybe you, you'd want to move on but you know first thing let's get your squad number back and let's, get you back yeah. in the, let's get you back in the team and this is ridiculous that you've been treated like this
1: no I, I, Ari, Ari was brilliant like I say dealing with people he, he was he was most probably the best manager I ever played with who could leave you out of the team and you'd walk out of the room having a one-on-one with him and feel elated don't how he did it those... I don't know you'd, you'd, you'd walk you'd be in the room and he's telling you he's not playing you and you, you, you know you're supposed to be really uptight gutted, this that and the other yeah and he'd say so many wonderful things about you. You'd walk out of the door, six foot two, and by the time you'd at second, third step outside the door, you'd think, well, he's just dropped me. He's just, yeah. just let me out. Uh-huh. But he was that's, just absolutely fantastic as man manager That's to what... That brilliant, respect, isn't it? Br-
3: yeah, but that's like yeah. brilliant teachers, isn't it, when you're a kid. You had <laughs> that teacher that you didn't want to upset, and if you did upset, you felt terrible if they were shouting at you. That's what I imagine Harry to be like. He's one of those people that you just want to like
2: I, I remember I'm, him doing a press conference uh, at West Ham and uh, it was when young Frank Lampard was coming through and Rio Ferdinand and they had some good kids coming through there and uh, Harry's gone yeah we've got another one We've got a jewel coming through, an absolute jewel, but we're keeping him away from the press. We're protecting him from the press. I'm not even going to give you his name. I'm not even going to give you his name because he's a jewel and he needs protecting. And we've got young Frank and we've got Rio in there. We've got this young jewel coming through. I'm not even going to give you his name because he needs protecting, but I'll tell you what, Joe Cole will be a fantastic player. <laughs> when he
0: comes <laughs> I mean, didn't it, is it down to um, sometimes issues between managers that they don't get paid just because the manager doesn't like the person? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the Welsh lad that came over, which is a wonderful player, Bale, Gareth Bale. And um, they didn't like it. Where did he go? To? Did he go to Barcelona or Real, Real Madrid? Madrid? It was Real Madrid, wasn't it? And then I, he, he, I think he did really well for him in, in the final. He scored a few goals or something. And then the manager didn't seem to like him and didn't play him. Like, oh, I, I
1: think, yeah, I think there's two things, two things as a manager, Bob, that you, you'd answer that by. First of all, you pick your best team. Irrespective of whether you like players or don't yes. like players, because if you don't yeah. win games, you ain't going to be in the job long enough. So that that's one point. But also, you you can have a situation where you feel, like John's talked about, that a person has got a lot of potential, or has got more. He's he's got more in the locker, the more he's giving, and then yeah. th- that is the time when you you can get very frustrated, very annoyed, um, and think the best thing for, for the lad to do is go somewhere else. And, yeah. and I used to have a, I used to have a thing, Bob, about windows. Um, in respect of transfer windows, and there was people. There was, you know, if we just mentioned Stoke, there was people at Stoke who I believe we could build a foundation ten years with, like Huthi, Shawcross, John Walters, you know, and people like people of, of that ilk who were just absolutely rock solid characters, and and you know you'd want to give them two three year contracts, and then you had other people, and one of them was Jermaine Jermaine Pennant, who was a tremendous player. But Jermaine needed, he you know, he, need, he needed a new challenge all the time and a new challenge yeah. to excite him. So he was like a two, three window player. After that, you're best off moving him on. He'd go somewhere else and do okay for a short period and then he'd drop off again. Mm, and yeah. that that was Jermaine. The characters are different. So as a manager, you know, it, 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 uh, you know I once spoke to a very, very famous manager. They, they were talking about bringing psychologists in all the time in, in the Premier we've got to get psychologists in we've got to get them and I can remember him saying to me "Tom, there's no bigger psychologists than managers yeah. yeah, you're dealing with individuals away from the pitch all the time and they can't they can't provide anything that we've not already tried or tested yeah amazing I, I, really I look at like
0: a lot of um, when you talk about that motivational speaking and stuff and the motivation tapes there's two I look at, two videos I look at quite regularly. One is Denzel Washington, which is one called uh, Full Forward, and it's about having a goal, and that's not the, a football pun, but you've got to have something like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, he was, um, he, he had a goal. He wanted to be Mr Universe, and he, he worked his nuts off to become the, the best weightlifter in the world, the best bodybuilder. Yeah. And um, and then he went into acting. He started from nothing, and he was. He was carrying bricks or something, and he went out every day. He worked, so 24 hours in a day, and he broke it down. You know, you've got eight eight hours you sleep if yeah. you're to sleep. And the amount of people waste time, I do now because I've got older. I don't have the motivation. I, I've lost my goal. I don't know where to go with what I do. I've been doing yeah. it. I don't know anything else to do, and I haven't got a specific thing I'm trying to aim at. And that's, yeah. that gets uh, gets harder as you get older.
2: Do you not still get a massive buzz, though, when you, you're, you're up there on stage and you have that wash of laughter coming back from the people who are in front of you? Do you not? No, I don't, I don't miss it at all, John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> not me. I don't know. Hey, let me ask
3: you something, Tony.
0: You know when you're... Uh... <laughs> they
3: they answer. Tone, you know, when you're there and you, as the manager, and you and you realise England manager's in watching a certain player that you've got. Have you ever had a time where you're thinking to yourself, "Please have a mayor today," because I, I don't want him going into a to international <laughs> no. duty. I,
1: no, I I, 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 I I did get very. We we didn't have Shawcross played for England, but we didn't have a lot of English internationals. Um, we had a lot of uh, West Indian internationals. We had a lot of Irish. <laughs> Welsh lads I used to get frustrated when they go away on friendly uh, fortnights when it was friendly games I I always thought that was um, you know that that took that took them away from the clubs uh, for too long Um, and it was very very frustrating being a manager who who had to really work hard on on the, the shape of the team and the commitment of the team to get results week in week out I think for the top players the top players are the top players because they've got the best ability but they've also mentally and physically they are so good it's frightening and that's there's a difference between the top top players and they they can cope they cope with things much easier than people who are just below that level um but no i've I've, you know if they get picked they get picked i I was always concerned with what they did for the fortnight away um on the pitch and off the pitch and i'd always have the physio after every game we would ring them and check up and then report to me the next day how they did? Were they injured? Were they not injured? You know what, what state of mind they were in. So, you know, you're hoping they will come back fresh. Well, they weren't fresh, but come back in enough um, or good enough condition to play that next game.
3: I do you think this World Cup's going to? Uh, but it's going to take a, a toll on the season, isn't it? In, in what you're saying, you know,
1: I, I think it's, I, th- I think it's absolutely astonishing that um, that Qatar got the World Cup. I think it's absolutely astonishing that they're playing it at the time they're playing it. I've, I, I, you know, I've seen so many things in my life over football evolve and change, uh, but I never ever thought I'd see a, a World Cup being played midwinter. Never.
2: Do you think it's also going to affect the transfer window now? Because players thinking, well, shall I move? Shall I move? What if it doesn't work for me? This transfer to say say, Chelsea, where I might not get so many games as I would do at my current club? Because I've got a World Cup place to play for. Do you think players are going to maybe think about not moving on in the next couple of weeks?
1: I I think uh, 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 transfers have always been motivated by finance um, with the agents and the players. And I think if, if, if it's right for the agent, it's right for the player, and it's right for the football club, the deal will be done, John. I don't think they'll think football.
0: Can I ask something about the in- England teams? Now, then? do you think in the old days, when I mentioned Billy Wright, they seem to play for their country? You know, they had a, a certain amount of pride, and, and England often get accused of, "Oh, their heart's not in it." They're so well paid now; the motivation isn't there. The, the you know, the they, they don't. It's not the pride anymore. It's all about money. Would you agree with that to no, a certain extent? No, I not at all. I don't think I, any I, professional I think every football, player, Bob.
1: Yeah, every yeah. player, plays for their country, will go out there and do their damnedest. To yeah, yes. to win. And 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 that I well, don't, I don't, that. I don't think there's 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 you know. But, but what has happened is that I think international football, because of the friendly matches that we used to have, they've changed it now. I think they got to a stage where they were getting criticised. They knew they were getting criticised, so they started up this new UEFA league thing um, to give it a purpose, so they could play as many games. So. They, you know the, the different um, associations can still make the money they were making, but I think when we had you know uh, um, England playing whoever you know San Marino in a friendly match, and and you know you got people managers making 30, uh, ten changes at halftime and all, it just devalued the 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 caps. Yeah. It devalued the international scene. Um, when you look at you know the great players of, of my time, the Bobby Charltons, Bobby Moores. All those players, you know, we talked about Borley and those who got hundred caps, sixty caps, seventy caps, whatever it was, they were proper caps. They were playing they were playing proper games. You know, they weren't playing all these friendly matches just to bring money in for the associations. And yeah, I think I you know, it's 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 it still annoys me because there's this you know, it's it's a mask uh, behind what the countries are doing, and that is the, the FAs of the countries. Especially in Europe, are generating this money now from these leagues uh, or from this league tournament? I just, I just feel as though uh, you know they had to do it because people were starting to find out these friendly games were not about playing for their country, but uh, about the, the associations making money. You've given me
2: FA you've given the FA a fair amount of finance in your time, Tony, haven't you? Really, in, in fine.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got fined quite a few times, John, for being oh. a naughty boy.
2: I coached for a while lads and uh, Tony knows this and uh I was, not, a very well, I was not very
1: well Bob uh, not me, very well not
2: very Excuse me excuse me 10 <laughs> years 10 years 10 cup finals you know yeah. You, I think you had the one, didn't you? All right, you played Manchester City, and I wasn't. But anyway, anyway, that's by the by. I'm just saying, just put it out there. But uh, anyway, I was up on a charge because um, the referee was at fault one day. I wasn't anyway, and uh, so I phoned up my mate here and I said, "Oh, I'm on a charge." It was actually one of several <laughs> several that I was on, and a little beard anyway. So I, I, I was I was concerned about this, obviously quite frightened by it, and um, he just texted back piz- p- pictures of prison cells and
0: stuff like that. <laughs>
2: so uh, there you are but I got what teams did
0: you did you coach
2: me I coached junior teams around around where I live in Sussex in leafy Sussex oh fair play so uh, yeah from all the way up to under 20 level and um,
0: here's a good question I want to ask for you You it's about the England team uh, the girls the ladies they did us proud didn't they fantastic that was
1: Um, will it ever be as popular as the men's I spoke I spoke to Jonathan this morning Bob and um you know, I was watching um, the golf on the TV and the ladies playing golf and then you look at the tennis, you look at the cricket, you look at the, the football and the level of from when we were younger, the level of um, uh, competition now and the standard that the, the ladies and the girls are at is just fantastic. That absolutely blows your mind really and I think it's the same with, with football. But are they on the same level as, as men's football? They're not. But what they've done and what they've achieved is absolutely f- fabulous, and it'll be yeah. interesting. There's, a, there's the, the league starting up soon, um, the ladies' league, and John'll know that better than me. And it'll be interesting to see what um, what crowds they get and what response yes. they get from the public the, because the, everybody, question, yeah. everybody, everybody jumping on board with the uh, with with the Euros and everything else. That that's fantastic. Um, you know, it's media run, it's media driven, but you know, turning up on a wet night you know, on a Wednesday, Tuesday, it'll be interesting to see what crowds they get.
2: From my point of view, Bob, you know, I I started doing the Lionesses 10 years ago, whenever it was, and and they they used to get crowds, seven, eight, 10,000, building, building, building through 15 in in Canada when they finished third, and then 17 in the Euros in, in the Netherlands when they got to the semi-final, World Cup 19 when they reached the semi-final. This was unbelievable. It was unbelievable to be part of it. The whole journey and messages I got from the players via the FA were very touching. Um, To you know, involve in what I'd done, my little role I'd played uh, in commentating on uh, over the years, but. They, in terms of equality, uh, to answer your question, will it ever be as popular as a men's game? It will be if they fill Old Trafford with 70,000 and they fill the Emirates with so many tens of thousands. And they'll only be able to do that if they're allowed to play on a regular basis in those stadia. My big thing about the WSL and the club football is they need to be self-sufficient, not propped up by monies from the FA get into the men's stadia to share those stadium facilities properly. And then we can test the water. Then we can say, yes, look, they're getting 25,000, 30,000 because at the moment, the WSL games have fewer fans than a lot of the teams in, in, in lower reaches of, of the English football league or even top non-league clubs. And that has to yeah. be addressed. And until it is, it, it they won't have equality and it, they won't, it won't be as popular. It's growing and it was fantastic to be part of, and I'm so proud of them. And it was a wonderful occasion. I cried like a baby. During the comedy no, final, I. it was brilliant. It was brilliant, and I loved. I, I
0: I loved it as well. It was very emotional, and uh, and we haven't talked much about uh, um, the game of show business and comedy. But now Gary Lineker, of course, said it. Uh, it was a fantastic performance brah, none. and he gets criticised for it, whether you're a fan of Gary's or not. Um, it was ridiculous. It was a funny pun, and um, I think that would it would this this fear of um, of you know they're women and we're men This it, sexism that's creeping in i think that, that it was great motivation for the boys going out to the world cup to actually pull their socks up and go and make uh, and make a statement on behalf of the men because the women did fantastic how, how do you i
2: know how i as a football commentator you have to be very yeah. very guarded on what yeah. you say and what you can't say and i know that's the same with tony's as, as, oh. as a co-commentator what about you two what about you two, yeah. Bob, Bob and Terry, When when you're
3: it's case in point at the moment, isn't it with uh, with Edinburgh with Jerry Sadovich? You know they pulled his show, didn't they? The yeah, Pleasants funny. pulled his show, uh, which now which we've always known for many years that Edinburgh Festival is, is a corporate entity. We've all known that, but it's, it's never been mentioned. But now that that has been pulled, it just the hypocrisy
0: show... of it, Terry, isn't
3: it? Yeah, well, it's not a fringe festival anymore, is it? It's not an arts festival. It's, uh, it's, it's a it's it's a it's a showcase, and a, and the Pleasants make a fortune. The problem is we don't know. You can read about it uh, about Jerry what he said and and whether you agree or not agree with it. But the thing is we weren't there, and I know Sadovich. And if you take it out of context, what he said is terrible. But if he might have been in a rant on a rant about blah blah blah, well, he is something. Then have this, so he could have gone to the extremities of. Yeah, but then
0: they're not seeing him. They're not seeing him for what he is because that's what he does. It's almost um, this ranted and this outrageously that he does um, is done purposely it's not done correct I think what was the it, it's but, but it's alright you know, to be offended by By you can be offended by anything basically it shouldn't be down to one person's opinion whether they because they're the manager of a, of a theatre
3: whether it's right or wrong that's up for debate but the fact is people walked out and then they had their right to walk out other people
2: stayed yeah, yeah I know where he's going to so do you think I'll throw in a short three of you do you think we live in a period now where Everyone seems to have an automatic right to be regularly offended. They they yes. almost demand the right to be regularly offended at anyone. And I wonder, I'll I put think, this to Tony Pulis, first of all, whose dad were dad was a steel man, he worked in the steelworks. I think, um, you know, from a fa- family that came over from Malta originally, wasn't it, Tony? Yeah, and, um, yeah. And what it, I would imagine the banter in the steelworks was fairly was fairly caustic. And I wonder what he would feel about and when he brought you up, if you had had a little bit of flack from a coach or a fan. Yeah, Dad
1: Dad was, you know, obviously, we, um, my grandfather was Maltese, could hardly speak any English. So, you know, we're second generation immigrant, or I'm a second generation immigrant, really. Um, but dad, dad was one of um, these people that took people face value and whether you were whatever color you were whatever creed you were it was the person it was always the person that was important and if he was a good person or a bad person and there's good and bad whether you you were catholic protestant whether you were black you were white or whatever that had nothing to do with it the big thing was whether he was a good person or whether he wasn't a good person and i think what has happened now we've just gone too far it's absolutely ridiculous i think the internet has given a voice to a lot of, lot of bad people. And they and and they just spin it round. They spend all their lives spinning things around and turning it against what was, you know, the, the, the norm maybe years and years ago. Yeah, they're, they're, they're things that we've had to improve on. There's things that we had to make sure um, that we were made aware of that w- were offensive and wasn't, but there's loads of stuff. John, I'm absolutely delighted that I'm not on the, the websites, not on the internet. It took my wife three-quarters of an hour to turn this blinking video thing on. So I'm I'm, really ple- I'm I'm really pleased that I've got really, really good friends around me. I've got a lovely family around me. Um, and, uh, you know, I try and keep, into the, keep in that group. But you've got to be, like you're saying, Bob, you know, you're frightened to death to say anything now just in case you offend people. and, yeah, but and you're entitled that's to not be right. offended. That's not, yeah, that's not right, Bob. I don't think that's right.
0: Well, you're entitled to be offended about anything that doesn't make you right.
3: There's there's always going to be an argument everywhere, but my my thinking is when people say you can't say that anymore, you can say what you want. Yeah, you, you, you can get, say you what might,
0: you want. You might get hung out for it. And the hypocrisy that exists now in comedy, like, you know, they ban banned what? Jerry Sadovich. Does that mean they're going to ban... Um, you see, that 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 I'll always go on stage and say what I
3: want to say, and no one's going to stop. No one's going to stop me doing it. But we weren't there, so we don't really know.
1: Yeah, Terry, just just quickly, because you, you know you're 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 sort of like involved in uh, you know the media more than me in that respect. Do you think it'll ever change? Do you think uh, we'll ever get back to normality? Yeah, you- it's just going to get pushed that way. I think, I think, think,
0: I think, I think think
3: Bobby's right. I think what's happened here with, with Jerry coming out there, you know, it's because if you look at the moment as well, I mean, we're really getting off topic here, but if you look at the Trump situation, this witch hunt that's gone on now, love or hate Trump, you know, he stands very much for the right wing. And and if you, if you're saying what you're saying, you know how the internet's being used by this kind of woke left wing, uh, there is there is a kind of right wing left wing war going on at the moment, and, and, it and seems Trump, to be that way. Trump is very it? much being, you, you
0: know. You gotta say, Terry, you gotta say, <laughs> Donald J. Trump. What does the J stand
1: for? Genius, genius. <laughs> but but, but ter- Terry, Terry, just just quickly on that point. Yeah, and and it's and it's a very very important point. It is, and and, and it really really does stick with me at times. There's too many people far right and there's too many people far left. And we're forgetting about the middle ground, well, I, where we give a little bit and we take a little bit I think and that there, worries Tom. me that worries me about uh, society today. I,
3: I think what gets flagged get, gets flagged up, Tony is what we're talking about. I think most people that you and I meet in the street, and you know i, I still know there are people out there that will pick up the wallet they found and hand it in if if you get yeah I think I think yeah. the majority of the world is like that. um I think sometimes it's treated badly by the press. I think you know a, a lot of misinformation comes out in this world that we're in at the moment, and that's quite kind scary. But I mean, we're opening it up. There's so many things we can open up here, whether it be the, the government that's being chosen or is choosing itself again, and um, and the the whole thing
0: yeah. of you can't eradicate terror, gets- You can't eradicate history, and I wouldn't do the things maybe I did 30 years ago on television. Um, I wouldn't do
1: it. I wouldn't choose to do it myself. No, because you're no different now. But I can't change history. Terry, just quickly, just, just, just finishing on something that uh, you've travelled, I've travelled. This is still the greatest country in the world. Agreed. Uh, I
0: Those it is. It's, it it it's the greatest
1: country. Every, everywhere it, it, I it, go, England, England. Uh, it's no, only people saying England. Okay. Britain, Britain, Britain. Great Britain, John. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. We see these uh,
3: refugees risking their lives across the channel, right? I really wish that one of those refugees has a sense of humor and wore wore the Arsenal shirt just so we could see the sleeve sponsor which says visit Rwanda.
1: <laughs> the irony, the irony, the irony. There's so much negativity that goes on and everything else. But yeah. when you know, we I've just we've just travelled a bit myself and Debs. And I'm always pleased to come home. Absolutely, tiny. I'm always pleased to get back always. to, to it. Oh, and, and I've never, ever, ever been any different. And there's problems. We've got this going on. We've got and the, yep. the blinking news. You know, you turn the news on now. There's so much negativity. It's frightening. You know, no, no, we've had a wonderful summer. You can't believe it. And they've moaned and groaned about it being too hot. You know, it's the first summer we've had. Without having any rate, it's like I, I being in that. Southern Europe. I, you know, I don't people tell people spend a fortune to go to Southern Europe because of the weather. It we makes have, no they, have, they, they don't have to go. They We're can having stay good summers. because it's been fantastic. Exactly. But having... what do they find? we got a drought going on. Don't oh, go people, out said it's too what? You're going to faint. You're going <laughs> to fall over. <laughs> I know. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Absolutely ridiculous. It's madness. All it's that madness. goes on still the best country in the world mate correct correct Listen, but it we, is we crazy to, times we,
2: we, we're coming to the end so i've got to tell you this story where I started started off <laughs> of <course. laughs> so i'll just refer this to right at the start of the podcast coming to the end of the season at crystal palace tony pudis was named premier league manager of the year he'd taken them from a relegation position almost certainly go down to i think it was 11th tone but and it came to the last <laughs> game of the season they played liverpool i think it was the midweek night And my kids, he very, very kindly invited my wife and my kids up to his room afterwards. And we went in there. Debs' wife was in there and the coaches and the chairman at the time, they all disappeared. And then there's just us in the room. And he's opened up the fridge and the fridge was full of wine and beers and everything like that. as Most Premier League managers do still have in their rooms, despite what you might hear and read otherwise. And he went, right, it's the last game of the season and we've got to finish it. And I said, what? as I would do, you know, because I didn't know what he meant. And he said, we've got to finish all this. So we probably did. The two kids didn't drink because they were underage. Three kids, I think my daughter was there. My wife was driving, she didn't. Debs was driving, I think she did. So the two hogs in the room, Drunk everything there was to be drunk, and uh, it was atrocious behavior. It was atrocious. when he said a minute ago, when he said a minute ago, it's lovely to be certain, sur- he said, I'm surrounded by friends and looked at me. You're not my friend, Mr. Pulis, because you nearly killed me that night. <laughs> <killed laughs> it's great fun. I don't think the chairman would have appreciated anyway. <laughs>
0: no. Is this stoke? Is this stoke you No, about? palace. Oh, it- palace. Oh, I've got a to topic for you. I've got a, I found the other day, and I found a, a palace shirt. All screwed up in a plastic bag. And I'm gonna hold on to it because they're twenty pence in plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the not, Spurs.
3: Thank you once again to the wonderful Bobby Davro, my mate, my inspiration for my whole career. Oh, yes, it's Bobby Davro. Mum so. used to go, quick Bobby Davro's on the telly, and I used to And I gotta thank you.
0: I gotta thank you for telling me showing me gave me a, a video to how to do the a, a Lee Evans impression and uh, I've watched watched it but he said at the end he said you've got to be able to do it and you've got to do it in your underpants and that's what he was doing he's just him in his underpants <laughs> he said what? teach me a Bobby Davro impression oh, no. uh, sorry a
3: Lee Evans impression and it was in <laughs> my old house and, and I only and had my pants when he went I need it now I went alright so I put, it, I put the phone up my mum pants go right yeah so um,
0: uh,
3: <laughs> 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 um, but anyway uh, w- thank you for being on, on, on the, the friendly with me and JP and T the football friendly
2: uh, Jonathan Thanks, Tony, and thanks to Bobby and Tony. Oh, and I cheers, a long a long We go back a long, long way, many, many decades, and the shame about Tony Pulis is he did choose Bristol Rovers and uh, he did choose great players to idolise there, whereas I chose the God side of the city, Bristol City, and had, uh, my idol was Jerry Gow, who, let's be honest, Tony, would have kicked you and kicked you and kicked you <laughs> and kicked you again and again and again. He did, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, mate. Greatly appreciate it. All Brilliant. of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye
3: <laughs> Wonderful stuff, that. Wonderful stuff. Don't forget, we have, we've got our own Twitter account uh, where we tweet up-to-date things about football. And if you want to catch us on that, it's uh, JPNT Football. That's on Twitter.
2: Um, where are you the weekend, Jonathan? I've got a couple of games uh, for the BBC at the weekend. West Ham, uh, Brighton is on the Sunday and on the Saturday. I'm um, at Crystal Palace uh, there at home to Aston Villa. So I've got two BBC games and a French game for BT as well on Sunday. And before that, I've got a European Champions League uh, playoff game, which I'm sending and the comedy goes out to the world. So uh, that's uh, that's, a, that's a game I'm looking forward to as well. It just never stops, never stops mate. Never stops, just
3: didn't, stops. And I'll just be in my house walking around in my pants crying. So... Everything's good. That's it for this week. That's it for this week until uh, next Monday. Um, we should have a, a belter of guests. We'll find them during the week. Uh, don't forget to like us. Uh, don't forget to follow us. And, uh, and so until next week, Jonathan, thank you very much, Jonathan
2: Pierce. Thank you very much, Challenge.
3: <laughs> and thank you for listening.
2: Cheers. A
1: podcast from Producer UK Sports Social Podcast Network.